This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning. It's fair and 46 degrees at the KVOM studios. Today is Friday, the 7th of May, 2021. Rich Molders with your KVOM Morning News Watch. And we'll see clouds move in throughout the day. A high of 72 with calm winds. Tonight, partly cloudy. Slight chance of showers overnight. Low of 55. Slight chance of rain through noon on Saturday, otherwise partly sunny and 81 degrees. Saturday night, slight chance of showers overnight, partly cloudy, a low of 66. And then for Sunday, we've got an 80% chance of showers and thunderstorms and a high of 78. Right now, it's fair and 46 degrees at the KVOM studios, and we want to congratulate our employee of the day today, Shelby Dixon, working at the Conway County Center for Exceptional Children. Obituaries this morning, Harold Dean Freeman, age 72 of Atkins, died Wednesday, May 5th. He was a member of Atkins' First Assembly of God and is survived by his wife, Carlene Freeman, daughter, Dina Gray, two brothers, and one grandson. Graveside service for Harold Dean Freeman will be held today, 2 p.m., at Atkins City Cemetery with Brother Brian Riles and Brother Jerry Shin officiating. Arrangements are by Limley Funeral Service of Atkins. Matthew Charles Johnson, age 43, died April 29th. He was of the Methodist faith and was a board member of the Adona Methodist Church. He and his wife owned and operated Mustang Sally's Restaurant in Perryville, and he was also self-employed as a truck driver and traveled all over the country. He is survived by his wife, Kimberly Johnson of Adona, mother Karen Vowell of Alma, Sons Matthew Johnson II of Oklahoma, Stephen Gunter of Fort Smith, Morgan Johnson of Tennessee, Noah Johnson of Oklahoma, Tyler Gunter of Sherwood, daughters Caitlin Gunter of Sherwood, Grace Johnson and Bella Johnson of Charleston, one brother, one sister, three grandchildren, along with his in-laws and other family members and friends. Visitation will be tonight, 6 until 8 o'clock at the Bob Neal and Sons Chapel in Moralton. Funeral services for Matthew Charles Johnson will be Saturday, May 8th, 10 a.m. at the Cypress Creek Park in Adona with burial to follow at Liberty Cemetery in Adona by Bob Neal and Sons Funeral Home of Moralton. Now 7.34. Let's turn to news this morning. Downtown Moralton was hopping again Thursday with the return of the farmer's market and live music to the lineup of activities for Main Street Moralton's monthly First Thursday event. Some other major events that are expected to draw visitors to the Moralton area are planned in the coming weeks, according to Stephanie Lipsmeyer with the Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce. May 14th through 15th is another balloon event. You may have seen some balloons a couple of weeks ago that were that were they're coming off the mountain and they were absolutely beautiful. It was a beautiful morning and so Ed Martsoff does such a wonderful job with that. And also we can't forget the car show that will be happening this year. Um, it's the week of June 17th. Uh, the Holzman guys up there, they do such a wonderful job up on the mountain with the car show. and So I know everyone's excited for that to be back. The events signify a return to a more normal way of life after so many public gatherings were canceled or altered over the past 14 months. And Lipsmeyer adds that the chamber has some catching up to do on some of its activities that were lost during that time. During the pandemic, we did have several new businesses that did open up and, um, you know, we've kind of had to put their ribbon cuttings on hold. So you will be seeing us uh, 
start up our ribbon cuttings and and get these businesses more recognized and um, it, that that will be something that will be coming coming on. Lipsmeyer encourages everyone to check the Chamber's Facebook page or website for the most up-to-date information on the happenings in and around Moralton. 7.35, fair and 46 degrees at the KVOM studios on our way to a high of 72 with clouds moving in. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment. We're all doing business differently right now. At Petty Jean State Bank, that means the lobbies are closed. But don't let that stop you from getting your banking done. Open a new account over the phone at 354-4988. And with their free mobile app, you can check your balance, deposit a check, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile phone. It's fast, easy, and secure. You can bank anywhere, anytime. Just visit the App Store and download the free PJSB app today. You can also enroll in text banking and get account balances and view transaction history using simple text commands. Patty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. Coming up on 737, fair and 46 degrees at the KVOM studios. One new case of coronavirus was reported in Conway County Thursday. The Arkansas Department of Health says there have now been a total of 2,222 cases in the county since the pandemic began. Of those, 10 are currently active. There are still two active cases among students in the South Conway County School District as of this morning, with six students in quarantine. 32 people from Conway County have died due to complications from the virus. One new case was reported in Perry County to bring its total to 838. The number of active cases increased by one to three. Still 10 deaths reported in Perry County from COVID-19. Statewide, 188 new cases were reported on Thursday, along with three additional deaths. There have now been 5,757 deaths in Arkansas from COVID-19. Arkansas lawmakers have approved a June 30th cutoff date for farmers to use the herbicide dicamba on soybeans and cotton. A legislative panel Thursday approved this year's plant board rules for use of the herbicide. The rules were approved hours after the state Supreme Court ordered removing half of the plant board's members. Justices said a law that allows private groups to appoint nine members was unconstitutional. Dicamba use has sparked disputes over complaints that it drifts onto and damages neighboring crops. The state previously had a May 25th cutoff date. In Pope County last month, a proposed ordinance that would require a vote of the people to either approve or deny an elected official's support of a casino vendor's application for a license was tabled. It was brought up again on Thursday night and once again tabled. Pope County Quorum Court members quickly addressed the matter during their May session, and County Judge Ben Cross asked JPs if any action was to be taken. Justice Joe Pearson replied. Either bring it back for a vote or bring it for another tabling action. Okay. I would uh, so motion. Motion to table? To, to table until next month. We should have some idea of what's going on. I think the this first hearing is supposed to be tomorrow. So... Uh, Hopefully, we'll have a little better idea of what the legal lay of the land is going to be. Okay. Do I have a second on the motion to table? Second. Today in Little Rock, a hearing before Pulaski County Circuit Judge Tim Fox will focus on the constitutionality of a casino endorsement letter from a former Pope County official. That issue will now be brought back before the court in June. Arkansas Attorney General Leslie Rutledge has filed a lawsuit against two chiropractic clinics located in Conway and Russellville. 
as well as two individuals believed to be involved in the ownership and operation of the clinics, for discarding patients' personal and medical information in a public park near Mayflower. The lawsuit against 501 Pain and Rehab of Conway, 501 Pain and Rehab Family Clinic of Russellville, and Dr. John D'Onofrio and Donnie McEwen alleges the defendants violated the Personal Information Protection Act by failing to secure and protect their patients' personal information from unauthorized access or use and failing to properly dispose of the personal information as required by law. The complaint also alleges the defendants' acts were unconscionable business practices that violated the Arkansas Deceptive Trade Practices Act. An investigation conducted by the Office of the Attorney General revealed that approximately 271 files were discarded in Pilarm Park by the defendants. The lawsuit filed in Faulkner County Circuit Court seeks an injunction prohibiting the defendants from engaging in further violations, civil penalties up to $10,000 for each violation, and revocation or suspension of their authorization to do business in Arkansas, including revocation or suspension of Dr. D'Onofrio's chiropractor license. 741, let's check our market report with Jenny Knight of Edward Jones Investments in downtown Moralton. On Wall Street, equity markets were higher ahead of tomorrow's employment report. The tech-heavy Nasdaq reversed earlier losses and rose for the first time after four sessions. The relative weakness in growth stocks this week has been triggered by investors shifting allocations away from the pandemic leaders towards cyclical stocks that can benefit from the reopening of the economy and by higher inflation trends. Economic and earnings data continue to come in strong, but the rally is slowing as stocks digest the sizable year-to-date gains. Government bond yields were lower while copper traded at an all-time high, and a basket of key commodities reached the highest level since 2015. The Dow closed at 34,548, up 318 points. NASDAQ closed at 13,632, up 50 points. Volume was heavy as 1 billion shares traded hands on the big board. Taking a look at stocks of interest to Arkansans, AT&T was up $0.38 cents at $32.41. Bank of America was up $0.62 cents at $42.01. Centerpoint Energy was up $0.10 cents at $24.38. Deere & Company was up $11.05 at $389.91. Energy Corporation was up $0.69 cents at $107.63. Under Armour was down $0.69 cents at $20.44. Simmons Bank was up $0.51 cents at $30.07. Regions Financial was up $0.19 cents at $22.68. Southwestern Energy was up $0.01 cent at $4.68. Tyson Foods was up $0.52 cents at $78.39. Walmart was up $1 at $141.05. LiveRamp was up $0.25 cents at $48.08. Interpublic Group was up $0.29 cents at $32.93. Nextera Energy was up $0.23 cents at $74.01. Natural gas was unchanged at $2.93. Precious metals were higher. Gold was up $31.30 at $1,815.60. Silver was up $0.94 cents at $27.47. I am Jenny Knight, Branch Office Administrator with Edward Jones Investments, Doug Cahill's office, North Moose Street, downtown Moralton. From our community calendar, St. Elizabeth Catholic Church in Apollo, near the foot of Pettigee Mountain, will continue its large yard sale today until 4. Shoppers must wear a mask. The Raymond Chambers Memorial Serial Drive, benefiting the Conway County Care Center, wraps up today. Donations may be dropped off at designated collection boxes at participating grocery stores, or you can bring them directly to the Care Center in downtown Moralton today between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. 
The Union Chapel community is selling raffle tickets for a three-night hotel stay. The winner may choose Branson, Las Vegas, Orlando, Daytona Beach, Myrtle Beach, Gatlinburg, or Williamsburg as the destination. Tickets are $10 each or three for $20. The drawing will be held this Sunday. For tickets, you can contact Vanessa Burton, Rhonda Warren Ely, Antoinette Brewer, or Marietta Tony. And the Moralton City Council will meet Monday at Moralton City Hall at 6 o'clock. Being in the media, we understand that people are getting their information in many different ways, and that's why we launched a podcast channel. You can listen to KVOM's Newswatch whenever it's convenient for you. Subscribe for free by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, or you can listen on our website or app. Listen whenever it's convenient for you. Search for KVOM where you listen to podcasts. The KVOM Newswatch podcast is published each weekday and brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. 745, it's fair and 46 degrees at the KVOM studios. Our morning news watch continues with sports and weather after this. We're all doing business differently right now. At Pettyjean State Bank, that means the lobbies are closed. But don't let that stop you from getting your banking done. Need a loan? Just call Pettyjean State Bank at 354-4988 and ask for the loan department. You can talk about consumer, commercial, agriculture, or mortgage loans. And keeping up with your loan is convenient with PJSB's website or free mobile app. They're both fast, easy, and secure. Visit your app store and download the free PJSB mobile app today. Welcome home to hometown banking, Patty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC. Okay, Williams News Watcher of Sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Sophomore Shine Kemp Homer twice, and Junior Marley Heidenreich had three hits to lead the Moralton High School softball team to an 8 1 victory over Harrison in the first round of the Class 4A North Regan tournament in Harrison on Thursday. Senior Gracie Thomas and Junior Lake and Lawrence added two hits apiece, and senior pitcher McKenna Keaton allowed just three hits with seven strikeouts over seven innings to get the win, which punctures the team's ticket to next week's Class 4A state tournament in Moralton and advances the Devil Dogs to today's regional semifinal round where they'll face Farmington at noon. The season ended for the Moralton High School baseball team, which allowed 10 runs in the fourth inning of a 16-3 first-round loss to Farmington. On Thursday, senior Kate Halbrook had two hits in his final game as a Devil Dog. Moralton ends its season with a record of 16-9. The Wonderview High School baseball team is headed to the state tournament for the first time in program history. Daredevils, the number four seed from District 4. Shock number one seed, Abundant Life, 5-4 in the first game of the Class 1A Region 3 tournament in Mount Vernon on Thursday. Sophomore Sam Reynolds and Gage Looney had two hits, and sophomore Tyler Gottsmunner drove in two runs to lead the offense, while Reynolds allowed two earned runs with seven strikeouts over five and a third innings during the win on the mound. Sophomore Matthew Bingham recorded the final five outs to get the save for the Daredevils, who advance to face Nemo Vista in today's semifinal round at 12 p.m. One of you softball team had no trouble in its first round game with Abundant Life, beating the Lady Owls 21 to nothing in four innings on Thursday. Junior Caitlin Crafton and freshman Alexis Gangloff each had four RBIs. Junior Katie Lehman and sophomore Lady Polk each drove in two runs. And sophomore Abby Baker had three hits as part of a 15-hit attack for the Lady Daredevils. Polk was winning pitcher with six strikeouts over four scoreless innings. Lady Daredevils take on Mount Vernon Enola in today's semifinals at 2.30 p.m. Sacred Hearts baseball and softball teams both qualified for the Class 1A state tournament next week in Desert County. The Rebels used a six-run fifth inning to get a 10-0 run roll victory over Augusta in the first round of the Region 3 tournament in Mount Vernon. 
Green New Jack Swindell led the offense with three hits and an RBI. Sophomore Peyton Palladino had two hits and two RBIs. Greener Brock Gottsponer had two hits and an RBI. And senior Craig Greason had two hits for the Rebels. Sophomore Weber Holzman picked all five innings, allowing just three hits with no walks and eight strikeouts during the win for the Rebels, who advanced to face Guy Perkins in today's semifinal round at 2.30 p.m. Lady Rebels softball team beat Brinkley 18 to nothing in three innings, getting a triple and five RBIs from junior Halen Holzman, two RBIs from senior Mackenzie Greason, and two hits from senior Elizabeth Aguilar. Lady Rebels will play Bradford in the semifinals at noon today. Senior Caden Wright had three hits and scored four runs to lead the Nemo Vista baseball team to a 16-1 four-inning victory over Clarendon in their first-round game of the 1A Region 3 tournament in Mount Vernon on Thursday. Freshman Jackson Andrews drove in two runs for the Red Hawks, and Junior Pendesalva had two hits in the game as Nemo Vista advances to face Wonderview in a semifinal matchup at noon today. Now today's semifinal round schedule has us bringing you the broadcast of three games involving local teams at 12 p.m. and two more games at 2.30 at noon, we'll have the Marlton High School softball game against Farmington from Harrison on Motown Radio, 92.5 FM and AM 800. Wonderview versus Nemo Vista in baseball action on KVM FM 101.7 and the Sacred Heart softball team against Bradford on the Eagle 99.3 and 105.5 FM. At 2.30 p.m., it'll be the Sacred Heart baseball team against Guy Perkins on Motown Radio, 92.5 FM and AM 800 and the Wonderview softball team against Mount Vernon Enola on KVM FM 101.7. In other games involving area teams on Thursday, Perryville's baseball team was eliminated with a 9-7 loss to Palestine Wheatley in the first round of the Class 3A Region 3 tournament in North Little Rock. The Bigelow softball team was eliminated with a 7-0 loss to Salem Class 2A Central Region tournament in Tuckerman. But the Bigelow baseball team beat Tuckerman 3-1 in that tournament, Panthers will face Southside B Branch in the semifinals at noon today in Tuckerman. Kevin Kelly, the Pulaski Academy football coach, whose teams don't punt and always onside kick, will be the next head coach at Presbyterian College. person familiar with the decision told the, uh, told the Associated Press that the school was finalizing deal to hire Kelly. person spoke on condition of anonymity because the school is not yet pre- was not yet prepared to make an official announcement. Kelly led Pulaski Academy to nine state titles in 18 seasons with his analytical approach to the game. After a six-game winning streak, the St. Louis Cardinals have now lost two in a row. The Cards fell to the New York Mets 4-1 at Thursday afternoon in St. Louis. The Cardinals welcome the Colorado Rockies for three games at Bush Stadium starting tonight at 7:15. Pre-game coverage at 6:20 on Motown Radio 92.5 FM and AM 800. The Arkansas Travelers picked up their first win of the season at last night, beating Northwest Arkansas 4-2. In North Little Rock, teams play again tonight at 7:10 at Dickey Stevens Park, and that's our sports this morning. All right, Eric, thank you for those updates here on this Friday morning. It's now 7:52. We've got fair skies, 54 degrees outside the KVOM studios. As we turn to weather for you now, we have got uh, increasing clouds today. A high of 72 degrees expected in tonight. Mostly cloudy, slight chance for some showers and thunderstorms. Low down to 55 degrees on Saturday. Another slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. Otherwise, partly sunny. A high of 81. Saturday night, partly cloudy. Then another slight chance for some showers and thunderstorms. Low down to 66. On Sunday, an 80% chance of showers and thunderstorms and a high of 78. Sunday night, 50% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Low down to 53. And then Monday, 30% chance of showers. High of 67. Then a 50% chance by Tuesday and a high of 65. Just rainfall there. 
Taking a look now at current conditions here at the KVOM studios. Our humidity is at 88%. Our wind speed is calm at this hour. Barometric pressure, 30.24 inches. Our dew points at 50 degrees and our visibility is at 10 miles. The low this morning was 44 degrees. The high yesterday was 80. The low a year ago, 45 with a high of 73. We've had just a little bit of rainfall the past 24 hours at KVOM. Not to, too much to speak of, just .02 inches. And our total for the year, 17.37 Sunset this evening, 8.01, and then sunrise tomorrow morning, 6.13, when you join us for your favorite country right here on KVOM FM 101.7. Again, fair skies in Moralton, 54 degrees at the KVOM studios, approaching 7.54. Our Friday morning news watch continues in just a moment. We're all doing business differently right now. At Pettyjean State Bank, that means the lobbies are closed. But don't let that stop you from getting your banking done. Need to deposit a check? Do it anywhere, anytime with the free PJSB mobile banking app. Just snap a photo of the front and back of your endorsed check and make a deposit right from the app with a small transaction fee. Right in town and always in touch. Visit your app store and download the free PJSB app today. Pettyjean State Bank. Member FDIC. You're listening to KVOM's Friday morning edition of Newswatch. We've got fair skies, 54 degrees outside here on a beautiful Friday morning. And we're back now with our close-up segment, visiting with Shannon Autry on behalf of the Conway County Extension Office. Shannon, good morning. Good morning. Well, we've been talking uh, on our community calendar about the virtual retirement planning series. And uh, that's actually uh, started this week, right? Yeah, absolutely. We had our first session on Tuesday um, during the lunch hour. We were doing that from 12.15 to 1, so hopefully we can catch people, give them a minute to grab something to eat and um, then swing on in to Zoom and join us for the, the series. But yes, we had our first one, which was Retirement 101, so just kind of an intro and basics. Um, but the good thing is there's still time to go ahead and register, and if you register um, now or at any point, we will send you the recordings. So if you missed out on the first session or the second session, uh, there's still time to get in there and, and get all the pieces so you can be prepared for retirement. All right, uh, fantastic. Uh, Shannon, specifically, what type of information can folks look forward to during this? So our next one um, on the 11th, so it's every Tuesday in May, So we are going to be talking about self-care and health care. So a lot of people have questions about what type of health care is available when they retire. And um, so we're going to go over that briefly and then also discuss how you need to take care of yourself now so you can enjoy retirement, but also, um, you know, things you can do throughout your retirement years to take care of yourself. Um, and then the 18th will be retirement and investment strategies. And we have a guest speaker, Matt Cooper, who is going to be talking to us about that. And then on the 25th, it's going to be living well now and later, which is going to be uh, kind of another recap and some money management planning and um that kind of thing. All right. Exciting stuff there, Shannon. Uh, plans are also being made for the Conway County Fair. I know a lot of folks uh, can't wait. We unfortunately didn't get to do it last year. 
Yeah, so last year it was uh, whittled down to just a livestock show, um, and, and even that only parents could attend uh, with the children that were participating. Uh-huh. So so it was rather small, yeah. This year we are planning to have a fair um, as normal or as normal as possible, depending on how things are looking in September. Um, plans for a carnival as well as opening up the education building and, um, and the commercial building that people enjoy going through and, and see an exhibit. So we're actually meeting today. I'm meeting with our the superintendent for the fair education building and all of our um, people, our chairman for each of the different sections. Uh, takes a lot of people to get that education building um, nice and full and beautiful with all the exhibits, get everything judged and, and all that. So we're going to kind of get together and make some plans, see what we might need to alter to make things work this year, but um, but we're excited. All right. Well, that's great. Something else that uh, looked a lot different last year was the uh, farmer's market, well, actually the uh, drive through farmer's market uh, last year due to coronavirus. But uh, last night was the first farmer's market of the season, the first uh, normal uh, farmer's market, I-, I should say, kind of returning to uh, normalcy last night, right? Yeah, yeah, it was great. And, you know, last year we didn't even get to have a May one because we weren't sure how to pull it off. And then uh, we had that drive through one in June, and, and it's, it's nice to be back to somewhat normal, you know, seeing people out and about. And I think, um, you know, we had a really great turnout, and I think it was just that people want to get out and, and do things. You know, we've been been being good, staying cooped up, and trying to stay safe. And, and now um, that things seem to be calming down a bit, um, you know, it's, it's good to enjoy the great outdoors when you can. Yeah, exciting. Well, in the coming months, uh, what can we look forward to there at the farmer's market? Yeah, so, um, of course, we have our local makers and creators and and all. Um, This May market, there was not just a whole lot of produce. We had one vendor that had beautiful greens and uh, green onions and strawberries. Now, those strawberries went fast, let me tell you. Um, people were proud of those. Um, you know, he had a bit of produce, but, you know, not a lot's coming off in May. So um, we did have some people asking where the tomatoes were and all that. And, um, you know, if you get tomatoes right now, normally they're going to be green, greenhouse tomatoes, which are amazing if you can get your hands on them. But not just a whole lot of local folks have um that kind of produce right now. So uh-huh. as we get further into the summer, we're going to be seeing more of the produce, the, the fruits and veggies and things. So we're excited to see more of that coming out. We're thinking about shifting some things around. Uh, so the flow of the market may be a little bit different. Um, and we did have a new vendor this year with pecans. We had Papa's pecans, and they brought fudge. And I believe I saw everybody, nearly everybody, leaving with a little box of fudge. Um, so that was a nice addition this year, as well as some um, new crafters and things. So we do expect to have a few more. We're we're going to be potentially expanding up into the pocket park so we can fit a few more vendors and things in. So um, plan to see lots of great things. All right, June 3rd, the the very next uh, farmer's market, the very next uh, first Thursday. So folks, you have to mark your calendars for that. Well, Shannon, any other information to pass along here this morning? I just want to give a little heads up. I know we've got people 
not a lot of people are doing canning yet. Unless you're canning some of that yummy strawberry jam or all all that kind of stuff. But um, there is a major shortage on the lids for canning jars. So just want to remind people, even though it can be very tempting, um, it is not safe to reuse uh, the lids for your canning jars. You can reuse the rings and the jars and, and all, but um, those lids do need to be new to make sure that they're going to seal well. Uh, the good thing is it seems like you can buy flats of jars that it, that contain the lids and rings, um, but just finding those boxes of flat lids is a little bit difficult. Uh, so keep an eye out. Tell all your friends and family anytime they go to the store, hardware store or the grocery store or whatever, Look for those lids and buy them when you can find them. All right. Again, uh, always great information from the Extension Office. Shannon, thank you so much for talking to us today, and have a great weekend. All right. Thank you. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.